welcome to the Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice podcast with Charlotte Foster. Hello, welcome to this week's episode of Turn Up the Volume on Your Voice. I hope you are well. Now, it may surprise you, but sometimes when I'm meant to be recording a podcast or reading something out loud for any other type of work, I really struggle. Yep, struggle with the seemingly simple task of speaking out loud. It's as though my mouth and brain have decided they don't need each other, they're going to operate independently of each other and just go off and do their own thing. And yeah, it does make this job and doing my old job in radio somewhat tricky at times. (laughs) But there are, like that, see? But there is good news. I've picked up a few tricks along the way to help on those days when you just can't string a sentence together. Now, first off, if you can, get up and walk away from your recording. Now, I know this isn't always possible, especially if you're reading a bulletin out loud live. You can't just walk away and go, I'm coming back and doing that again. But if you can get up and physically walk away from your recording that you're doing, do it. This is particularly useful if, like me, you get a little bit wound up at yourself for making mistakes. And then the more wound up you get, the more mistakes you make, the more mistakes you make, the more wound up you get, and so on and so on and so on. By leaving it all behind, both physically and mentally, you can give yourself a bit of a break and come back ready to give it another crack and not end up throwing your microphone out of the window. Please never throw your microphone out of the window. It will end badly, I promise you. I've never done it, but I'm just imagining it would be very bad. It's also a good idea to walk away from your recording just to reset your brain. Sometimes that's all we need, a moment to reset and start afresh. And going somewhere different just gives you that opportunity to just have a reset moment and come back. The other benefit of walking away from your recording is that you walk. Yep, you get to stretch your legs and you get to move. Get that blood flowing around your body. Although I don't know why people say that because I'm pretty sure blood flows around your body most of the time. But anyway, movement is good for us. And there is something really, really useful about just leaving something behind physically and coming back to it when you're ready. You can also grab a drink. Now, there's not many times where I'm not going to suggest grabbing a drink to boost your podcasting powers because we all know getting drinking is a great thing for your voice and just for your general well-being. But if you are really struggling with a recording because you can't get all your words out, either they're not in the right order, you're stumbling over words, it could be that you're a little bit dehydrated. A recent study by the University of East London and the University of Westminster found that drinking just 300 millilitres of water, what's that? Not very much at all, uh, can actually boost your attention by up to 25%. So it could just be that you're not paying enough attention. Your misreading, your misspeaking and general inability to focus on your podcast recording could be solved or at least helped maybe, by a glass of water. And even if it doesn't, you'll be better hydrated. And that's always a good thing, I promise. And even if you're not even convinced by that, 
you're getting up, you're moving away, and then you're coming back. And like I say, there's something about that physical reset that just works really well. And while we're on the subject of drink, why not get a snack to go with it? Yeah, go eat. I know that when I'm hungry, I am generally quite rubbish at everything I'm trying to do because I get really hangry really quickly. So if your stomach is grumbling, especially if you can hear it on the recording, if your stomach is grumbling, your brain is going to be just focusing on getting some food. It's not that worried about pronouncing all the words in all the right order. Now, I'm going to get a bit personal because we've had something to drink, we've had something to eat. Do you need to go to the toilet? Yeah, do you need a wee? Because I don't know about you. And if this isn't TMI, I don't know what is. But if I need to go for a wee, I cannot do anything. I cannot focus on anything else. Toddlers are the same, right? They'll tell you they don't need a wee. And yet there they are doing the wee dance. So if you are needing to go to the toilet, don't just sit there and go, oh, I'll just record this last paragraph and then I'll go. Because if you're anything like me, your brain is just going to focus on, I always need to go to the toilet. Oi, come on, toilet, toilet, toilet. And not be thinking, I'm going to make sure I say this sentence in the most perfect way possible. Now, I do know that some people say that they don't go to the toilet before they do a big speaking gig just to keep them on their toes. But <laughs> I'm not going to risk it. I can't risk. I am not risking you know, laughing at one of my own jokes because I am that funny or or maybe a sneeze on stage or while I record my podcast and having not gone to the toilet beforehand. It's not worth the risk in my mind. <laughs> I can't believe I've just said that. OK, next. Are you tired? Nothing gets my tongue in a twist more than when I'm tired. I am sure the power to speak is the first thing to go for me when I'm shattered. Times such as the end of a mammoth election night shift or Thursdays. It was always a Thursday when I was on breakfast on the radio. They were always just really difficult to get through. So I had to really, really, really concentrate on saying what I was supposed to be saying in the right way and the right order with all the right words. Now, honestly, if you know that there's a time of the week or a time of the day when you're properly tired, so like I say, Thursdays was my worst day when I was on the breakfast shift, then schedule your podcast recording for when you're not tired. Makes sense, doesn't it? I remember doing some episodes where I was so tired. As I was recording them, I was falling asleep. Actually talking, talking and falling asleep. I really wish I'd kept those rather than just editing them out because they were hilarious. Next thing I want you to look at is, is your script, actually, because have you written a script? Are you reading it word for word? If so, can you rewrite it? Is it your script? If it's your script, you shouldn't be finding it hard to say these things out loud. However, I get it because when you're first starting, it's really hard to understand how you're writing for the ear rather than writing for the eye. Very different skills. And what looks like a good sentence on paper may be really hard to say out loud. 
And it might even make no sense when you say it out loud. And sentences which are too long are also really, really difficult to read out loud. Now, I'm not going to name names, but one place where I used to work, the main national news was compiled by a central place. I'm really trying to make this really not obvious, but it's so obvious. And they were famous and famous and famous and famous for having sentences that were a paragraph long and we would read these and just go what on earth is that have they even read this out loud how is that possible and I would take a a metaphorical red pen to it every single time which brings me to have you practiced a script before reading it out loud if you've simply written it and gone straight into recording it then you're going to find it hard more than likely because there's not many professionals who will pick up a script and deliver it word perfect in one go. That's not to say it can't be done. And I do pride myself a little bit on my ability to sight read. But you know what? I would rather not sight read every time. If you gave me the choice and said, Charlotte, you can have this uh, script uh, 10 minutes before or you can just pick it up and go. I'm going to go, oh, I'll read it. Thank you very much. Make sure that I'm making sense. Make sure that I understand what's being said. Make sure emphasis goes in the right place. That kind of thing. So do that. Read it through a few times. Read it through out loud. What's quite funny is you'll often see me sitting at a computer mumbling away. I look, I don't know what I look like. Well, I do know what I look like, but I don't care because what I'm doing is I'm reading what I'm writing to make sure it makes sense when it's read out loud. And again, if it's your script, you are in charge of the script. So change it. Please consider changing it. If you're not in charge of the script, just change it anyway, or have a word with the person who is. Now, I don't know about you, but I have a couple of words that when I see them written down, my brain goes into panic mode and just cannot cope with saying it out loud and really, really struggles. Um, And I've got it written down in front of me and I'm already going, oh God, I can't say it, can I? So I promise you, whatever happens over the next couple of minutes, I'm not going to edit this because I want to show to you that sometimes there are words that you see that actually are difficult to say out loud, but they'd be different for everybody. So municipal, yes, is my worst, absolute worst. I look at it and I panic. Over the years, these are some of the things I have said. Muncie pal, yeah, yeah, I said that. Munch pal, I don't know why I said that. And munitions, that had a totally different meaning, that sentence. Or even worse, I've just stopped dead when reading it and panicked. Now, what I tend to do is just change the word if I can, because it just is too much stress. But sometimes you get words that you cannot ignore or you cannot change. So how do you get around that? Write it phonetically so that it doesn't throw you when you get to it. And that's not write it in phonetics in the brackets afterwards. I just write it phonetically in the sentence. So it's there and I'm not going to see it and go, oh, it's a danger word. Because here you go. I would often mess up the lines before the danger word or get the danger word right and then mess up on a much simpler word that came afterwards. Oh yeah. So I would go municipal and the brain goes, you did it, you did it. And then I would struggle over, let's say, danger and just go dang, danger. Because yeah, 
I've got all excited about um, getting the word right. And then it trips up over something very simple. So try and think about writing the words down phonetically that you struggle with so that you know you're going to be okay. Now, here's a little secret for you. There's one word that I always, always, always write phonetically, and that is county. So I spell it C-O-U-N-T-E-E. And that is so I don't confuse that word with country. Because I promise you, the last thing you want to do is start saying country. Realise halfway through you're meant to be saying county and stop and switch. Well, at least not live. You can edit it if you are doing it pre-recorded. And even if you're not live, though, and you have others on your podcast, it can cause a few problems, a few sniggers, a bit of embarrassment. But there you go. That's a little secret for you. And numbers. When it comes to reading out numbers, they are easiest to read as words rather than numbers written down as numbers. So this is especially true if you've got large numbers. God, the amount of times I've been sitting there trying to work out the hundreds and the thousands is really not easy when you've got like zeros and you're going, okay, 342,000 or whatever. And you just haven't got a clue. If you are really struggling with a script, though, what you should probably do is throw the script away and go for bullet points instead. Now, that's not to say we're not planning what we're going to say or that you start recording and there's no clear outcome. That is going to make it harder for you to say anything, I promise you. But rather than reading something word for word, have some bullet points. In the same way, if you were preparing for a presentation, you would have bullet points on your little presentation cards. Do it that way and make your podcast recording more of a presentation rather than reading a script. I find it much more relaxing to do that. It's less stressful. I'm not worried about municipal. See, I told you I can't say the word. I'm not worried about danger words coming up because I'm not going to have them because I'm not going to put them in a script that I'm not. (laughs) I'm still laughing. I'm not going to put them in a script that I've not scripted. I'm not going to naturally say it because my brain hates that word. So have your pod, have your podcast script as bullet points to get yourself more relaxed. Have lots of bullet points if you need them, but don't have a script word for word. Because this way, if you're relaxed, you're not worrying about a script, you're going to be less likely to muck up those words. You're less likely to say them in the wrong order or get county and country mixed up. (laughs) So, Another question I want to ask you if you're struggling with uh, not being able to say all the right words in all the right order is, have you warmed up your voice? Yeah, I'm going there because honestly, vocal warm-ups may feel a bit excessive or daft if you're not a professional talker, speaker, whatever, but actually it's a real game changer and it doesn't matter if you are a professional or not, you're using your voice. And Warming up your voice works really well, not just for looking after your voice, but for getting everything moving and working the way it should. Think about it. You're not going to go to the gym, walk over to the free weight section and pick up 100 kilograms and start deadlifting without any kind of warm up, are you? 
unless of course you're maybe Eddie Hall who you know lifts 100 kilograms with his little finger or something you'll start at a lower weight and work up to it if you can get to 100 kilograms I mean I can't I'm just 100 kilograms is just a nice round number you also wouldn't go for a run and start that by stepping outside your front door and doing a 500 meter sprint at 100% effort without doing at least a gentle jog and maybe some high knees action warming up is a great way to get up to full speed. And you're not going to hear runners and people in the gym going, well, you know, I'm not going to bother with a warm up because I'm not a professional. It doesn't make sense. It doesn't make sense. And you don't need to do anything fancy when it comes to a vocal warm up. Okay, it doesn't need to be fancy pants at all. Tongue twisters, you know, those silly things we used to say as children. Honestly, find a couple of tongue twisters and go and do those. If you go back and listen to the episode I did with Nick Redmond and Kate Cocker, we go through a few other warm-ups too, some some lip trills, that's where you do this, this kind of thing, and some breathing as well. I also, also recommend that you go follow Nick on Instagram, Uh, maybe join her Facebook group too for looking after your voice. Tell her I sent you. I I don't get a prize for sending you or anything, but um, we could try and make it look like I want a prize or something. (laughs) that might freak her out a little bit but honestly she is well worth following if you want to look after your voice at any level whether you consider yourself a professional or not and you kind of are a professional actually if you're making a podcast you're using your voice so look after it lecture over breathe as well Honestly, some nice deep breaths work wonders, especially when you are really struggling to get your words out because you probably just need to relax a bit because you're getting yourself wound up. You're already, you're worrying potentially about your, uh, your, your script. You're worrying about what you're saying. So a few deep breaths, shaking out your body actually might be all you need to smash that recording. And last but not least, here's my other little tip. Try standing up to record. For reasons I can guess at, but can't guarantee, so I think it's because of good posture and there's a bit of extra room for my lungs to do their job of, well, breathing. I speak out loud much better when I'm standing up compared to sitting down. It might also be because I feel like I'm in performance mode too. When I'm in performance mode, I up my game a little bit more rather than just go, well, I can edit this. It's fine. I can edit this. It's all right. Yeah, just edit it. It's okay. So that could be something to think about as well. I hope this episode has been useful for you. I want you to know that every person who does anything to do with voice has days when they cannot, cannot get their words out. It's just one of those things. It happens. So please don't think you are not good enough. Please don't think that you'll never do well at this or anything like that. It happens sometimes. And like I say, sometimes all you need to do is just get up, walk away and come back to it or just consider the environment around you. Thank you so much for listening. I'll be back with you next week. And next week, I'm going to talk about uh, how you can write a script that works really well for podcasting rather than really well for reading, as in a blog kind of thing. So the difference between writing for the ear 
and writing for the eye. I hope you'll join me for that one. And in the meantime, you can connect with me on LinkedIn. I am Charlotte Foster. Uh, and you can find me on Instagram. I am at CF Podcasts. Thank you very much. I'll see you next week. Mm-hmm.